Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 25 of the Super Foremost Podcast. Guys, we're back and we're we're here for 25. Dude, What's your name? I'm Alex. Okay, I'm Jackson. We're bros. And we're reformed. Super reformed. Uh, uh, yeah, 25. I, it's Alex. been so long I completely forgot the intro. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It's been years it feels like yeah. i don't even know how to do this anymore um did you have a quote for us that you wanted to, to read before we start uh, talking to each other about how we've been yes uh just give us a john quote. john calvin said so great and boundless is god's wisdom that he knows right what right that he knows right well how to use evil instruments to do good hmm. that's good I thought that was cool, kind of cool cause... he knows how to use evil instruments to do good is that what it's yeah saying? yeah so he he's so wise that he can use evil for good he does uh yeah he uses it a lot um and kind of in suffering okay, right and say he predestined it but he did <laughs> yes in fact yeah but i mean almost every day i mean the evil that happens in our lives is ultimately for our benefit all the time i mean we sin every day but um god brings it all um or works it all out for I good. was talking to someone, and this is kind of getting into where I've been, but on the plane, I was talking to someone, shout out Courtney, uh, this lady, she was awesome, we talked the whole plane ride, um, and uh, we, we got into the conversation about how we need those negative emotions, um, because they draw us closer to God, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The The negative things actually... Like you were just saying, yes, God uses them. Right, because our, our immediate um, fallen nature is that when, when things are good, we don't need to be de- dependent on anything. Mm-hmm. So then we're like, right. we feel in control and we can do everything. We're good. We're secure. Right. And that's simply not the case. It would be better for you to be sick and dying and be dependent on God and that be your whole life uh, rather than you be healthy and not dependent on God. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just our it's just our sinful nature. Usually, God so. uses things like that to put us in our place and remind us that He's in control. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, so where have you been, Alex? Where have you been? Um, what have you done? How you want me to talk about? Yeah, talk about myself. Um, well, not for too long. It might take a while. So I went to Idaho to visit my brother AJ. He's been on the podcast multiple times, and uh, his wife, Melissa, they've both actually been on the podcast. Um, last time we went to Idaho, we had just started this pod. It was That was 20 episodes ago, and we, uh, me and you had gone out there together. Mm-hmm. This time I went out by myself. As I mentioned before, when I was flying out there, I got to a conversation with this lady on the plane, Courtney. She was awesome, um, but that was just the beginning of my adventures as I uh, went you know, into the amazing land that is idaho i uh i got to hang out with my brother we got to go four-wheeling like the first day we went four-wheeling um then after that he he had signed me up to go check out nsa new st andrews college so i went to that and that was actually an awesome experience i got to meet all these kids in moscow um idaho who are around my age you know and, uh, and they were all just the nicest people, dude. They were all from, you know, uh, Doug Wilson's church or, or one of his church plants, most likely. I, I'd assume most of them were. Um, a lot of them, I mean, some of them came out. I met a girl from Britain, which was crazy. Um, I've met a few, actually. There were there were people that were working there that were also from, from Great Britain that I met. Uh-huh. Um, and they all were like so nice and cool and cool, uh, man, it was, it was an awesome experience. Um, didn't tell any of them about our podcast. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so none of them are going to hear this, uh, which is have sad. a British listener. I know to have someone who's British, but, uh, you messed it up. Uh, she chance. was, she was really cool though. I was, yeah, British people are awesome. I love British people. They're so cool, but I wish I could be a British person sometimes. You wish you could be a British person, but everyone, you're, you're not I know, a British person. I identify as a British person. Um, everyone would just be... Literally does nothing to identify as a British person if you can't do it with the accent. Like I can do an accent you're of a British person. I just... Yeah. I don't yeah. know. 
It was. It was. Uh, I'd go. I'd go again. I'd go to New St. Oh, again. oh. It's like, oh, you'd go to Idaho again. You don't want to. St- I am gonna go to Idaho again. I'm sure. But um, then after that, yeah, we went to we went to Canada. We drove to Canada. Me, my brother, and uh, his wife. We all drove to Canada, and it was really beautiful up there. Very snowy. It had snowed right before we went up. So. It was a winter wonderland. Yeah, everything was covered in snow. It was very um, mountainous. The mountains were huge, dude. So big. It was it was insane. The you mountain f- really feel so tiny. And you're just driving in between mountains all the time. Um, we went to the top of a mountain, ate at a buffet. Everyone we met in uh, in the area we were in were like Australian or British or something. They were None of them were Canadian. Because uh, I guess it's a touristy area, you know. So, But it was it was really... Uh, it was really cool. Everyone there was super nice as well. Um, yeah, we got to eat, so we got to eat it on top of a mountain in a buffet and like a, just glass windows next to us. We're looking awesome. out over the mountains. Um, we hiked a lot that day. We did. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we did while we were there. It was a lot of hiking and driving around. Um, we yeah. stopped at some lakes and stuff and took pictures. Uh, it was just yeah. It, you have to. You have to be there. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Canada is, I didn't expect it to be that beautiful. But we were in, we were in Banff uh, National Park. So, there was, I think it was Lake Louise that we went to. I think that's like the big lake out there. Okay. Um, Yeah, so, I, then we headed back and then I went to tur- uh, church at King's Cross in, uh, in Moscow which is uh, Toby Sumter's church. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, everyone, Like I said, yeah, everyone there's just so friendly, so nice. Um, this one guy I met, Noah, he got engaged while I was there, which is uh-huh. funny. I met That's him. Cool. I met him at the college, and then the next Sunday they announced his engagement, and I was like, wait, what? So uh-huh. I had to go up to him afterwards and say something. Um, but, yeah, so it was it was really cool. That is cool. I, uh, I had a really good time, so. And meanwhile, I was at home laying on the couch because I was plagued with the disease. You weren't I sick was, the whole time I was gone. I was sick the majority of the time you were gone, Alex. Well, okay, like half the time. Yeah, no, last, exactly, exactly a week ago to this exact time, I started feeling pretty bad, and so I was bedridden for the next three days. And, uh, not sure what it was, but, I mean, I had, like, a fever and headache and stuff, and I've got a cough that's stuck with me, so that wasn't fun, and everything tastes weird, so, love it. So, yeah, that was fun. I have, I had a a way better time. On the flight, hey, on the flight back, too, I met a girl named Miranda, and she's a Mennonite, kind of, um, and... So and me and her were talking on a about podcast. Yeah, so she she's from Pennsylvania. So uh, I told her I did tell her and Courtney about our podcast. Ha! So maybe they'll listen. Um, What'd she say when you told her? Was she like, "Who Miranda?" Oh, like, "Oh, I should listen to that," or was she just she like, was like, "Oh." I was like, "Do you listen to podcasts?" And she was like, "No." And I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Well, maybe uh, maybe you could check ours maybe out." You should start. I was like, "We have like you know a website and everything," and she was like, "Okay, cool, cool," but I don't know if she'll listen. Whatever. Great. If she does, you know that'd be awesome. If she does, she should send a fo- send us a voicemail or, or message. Um, Speaking of that, oh, you did get a, we got a message from, uh, from our good friend William. Yes. He he uh, wished that you got better. Yeah, that was very um, very touching. Yeah, Jackson. And I did get better, so that's good. Yes. Um, so William, your wishes came true. I was a genie and. Uh, made the actually, come true. actually, you're not the one who decides what happens in I'm the a world. Genie. I know you thought I'm a genie. Okay, that you thought you made all the decisions in the world, but you don't. So, um, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can by clicking the link in the show notes, and that'll take you to the thing. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna follow us on. Twitter or Facebook, we are Super Reform Bros, which we haven't been active on there at all. Ew. But um, I haven't even if you it. try to ask us stuff, we will get back to you. Hopefully. <laughs> um, Just, yeah, talk to us, guys. Yeah. Talk to us. Uh, we we want to hear from you. 
I should get back on not the bee so I can just have people ask me questions. <laughs> if you, yeah, and everything actually is on our website, so if you just go to superreformrose.com, uh, you'll find everything. So there's that. Uh, so you want to do a little theology chinwagging now? Let's do that. Let's chinwag. Um, <laughs> just picturing us with like giant chins. Did I say that last time? Blue, blue, I feel like blue, I said blue, that blue, last blue, time. Blue, blue, blue. Just giant chins <laughs> swinging back and forth. Um, Alex, today we're going to talk about the importance of church attendance. Um, okay. With the what? <laughs> you sounded very authoritative. Alex, today we're going to be talking. With with the upcoming with the upcoming thing called Christmas. Oh, um, not that Ugh. that thing. So it's going to be on a lunch. Sunday Sunday this year, and uh, there are people there are Christians who decide. Wait, is it? Oh, it is going to be on a Sunday. There are Christians Dang who it. decide not to go to church on Sunday uh, because it's Christmas, um, and there Bad are idea. people who close their churches on Sunday because it is Christmas. Even worse idea. Um, so I thought. We could dig into that and kind of talk about why that is wrong um, and why it is so wrong. I'm just kidding. Um, So, well, you did more study on this than I uh, did. Mm, I should have just ended it with than I. Well, I think we've got a few things. So there's, first of all, the obedience um, to God. God has made it very clear that this is important, that God, Church is very important. Sunday worship is very important. Where is it um, made that clear? Uh, Acts two forty two says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship of the breaking of bread and the prayers. So mm-hmm. they every week. Actually, I think at this point it was throughout the week they were gathering together mm-hmm. and which um, churches do do actually mm-hmm. a lot of churches do do. That. And then Acts twenty seven says on the first day of the week when we gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them intending to depart on the next day and he and he prolonged his speech until midnight. So gathering together on the on the first day of the week, mm-hmm. which is Sunday. Um so really what it comes down to, especially with the Christmas thing, is that human tradition rules um God's commands, right? Right. So God's commanded us to do one thing and because of this human tradition which celebrates God, right? Right. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. We're not, not does. obeying him. Isn't that kind of ironic that you're celebrating God on this day but you're neglecting by, something by, God. You're literally celebrating him by not obeying him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, and uh people people don't have much value in on church. I mean, Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone today about how, like, you know, the the idea that you shouldn't go to church because you're just too tired is like the worst excuse, yeah, ever. Like to to say I'm too tired to worship God, that's insane to me. You know, there are people out there that die to share the gospel with with others. Yeah, well, it's, and we're it's, we're yeah. called to worship Him uh, corporately and. We are going to say, eh, "I'm too tired," and or yeah. or have any excuse we can get, uh, you know, to get out of it. Yeah, and it's it's sad, but also Martin Luther says, "Together with God's people in united adoration of the Father is as necessary to the Christian life as prayer," which uh, prayer is necessary. So <laughs> yeah, I've talked to people who have said, "I don't need you know to go to church to be a Christian," and that's true, but. You need to be a Christian <laughs> to go to church. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I don't think you did. You phrase that right? Think, no, what you're trying. Yeah, what you're trying to say is. But you, well, I just switched it around. But you know what I mean. I'm saying you, the you, point I'm making is you're a Christian. Okay, gotcha. so you do go to church. Yeah, yeah. You yeah because be if you're if you don't want to go to church, then you're not a Christian. Right. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wouldn't say I could. I would say there are you know instances where someone could not want to go to church and be a Christian and just be in a time of. Uh, sure. You know, yes. Yes. Of, uh, but but like if yeah if they never have the desire to go to church ever yeah they're not saved that's like that is a you want to go to church if mm-hmm. you are a Christian that is yeah it's no like and sure a, yeah we faith, all have faith our... without works is dead as James says right mm-hmm. faith without work that's one of the works I'd say you're doing fellowshipping with other believers is something that you do um, to honor and glorify God and and yeah worship Him also that's mm-hmm. part of being a believer mm-hmm. so. And works, and the, well, the thing is, 
the work isn't going to church. Like, it's not like if you show up on Sunday. Mm-mm. You have to actually want to. Well, you have to worship. Uh, actually, this, this quote ties in uh, really well uh, to that. Charles Spurgeon said, this is almost like a little poem. He says, some go to church to take a walk, some go to laugh and talk, some go there to meet a friend, some go there to time to, their time to spend, some go there to meet a lover, some go there a fault to cover, <laughs> some go there for speculation, some go there for observation, some go there to doze and nod, the wise go to worship God. And uh, I thought that I thought that was cool. Because mm. like that kind of... He that gave kind of, every reason that, that we could come up yeah. with. Yeah. And... Uh, and he, He's he's saying that you know you may go to church, but if you're not if your reason for going there isn't to worship God, then that's not you know right. Mm. You're he's just the wise. Go I think to that is God. a constant battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially yep. in the, I mean, as as a Christian, it's like you know you have. I don't know. I've been feeling it, especially after coming home from from Idaho. It's different. Uh, it's a different you're in a community where there's so many christians and stuff and they're all just all around and they're all so friendly and welcoming and stuff and then you come back here and um you know i'm in uh i'm i'm around unbelievers during the week you know i'm i'm in these scenarios where i uh you know don't feel as comfortable and so uh the church kind of becomes a kind of a comfort like blanket <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like a okay this is my uh, you know my t- my time where I get to be around people that agree right. with me, and you mm-hmm. know, like this is, and that sure that's nice, but that shouldn't be your only your main. That shouldn't even be your main reason. You know, mm-hmm. it should should be uh, majorly secondary. Right, and that's the thing is that we started this conversation by saying, uh, you know, talking about those who don't go to church on certain Sundays. But I think I like the way it's gone because now we're saying no, even for us who do go to church. We need to check ourselves and make sure we're going for the right reason. Um, yeah. But it is important. That's, you know, this whole topic is saying we're talking about how important it is to go um, and worship. So. And the whole thing with COVID, when that went down, lots of people stopped going to church and just never came back. Mm-hmm. I mean, saw it in our church, that, mm-hmm. well, the church that you go to now. Um, yeah, we, we all were going there and then COVID happened and it was like we didn't have church for what, like a month? I think, or a few months. Um, yeah, I think it was like six weeks or something. Uh, yeah, and then they were like, well, we're going to get back together, and a lot of people just didn't even come back because it was... Oh, they got, you know, yeah, they, they got out of that. They were like, oh, they got out of the habit. And yeah, why like, do you think that God wants us to meet every week? <laughs> why right. do you think that's something he commands, you know? I think, yeah, I think even through sickness, we should they should have the service, um, and anyone who wants to come is welcome to come. Mm-hmm. Even If you're afraid of sickness, stay home. If you, you know, if you are afraid, don't want to get others sick, stay home if you think you're sick or whatever. That's that's all up to you personally, but I don't think church should ever be shut down for any reason. I yeah. don't think, I think you should always be having church every week. Um, You know, if, it, like, worst case scenario, everyone who is able to preach is injured or sick or something and can't do it, then you could, I guess, in that case, not have church. You know, there would be a week where, it, or, or, but I'd encourage everyone to go to a different church. You know, that week. Yeah. Um, I mean, even I feel like else. you could meet together and. But no one would be able to preach. Okay. I mean, couldn't you do everything else? Maybe watch a sermon by somebody else or something. You know, like. Uh, I'd want to go to a church. I'd still encourage people would go to a church that they know is solid. You know, and, and fellowship with other believers and uh, listen to an, a sermon from a real person not over a video you know yeah i guess um definitely go yeah nevertheless don't sit on your butt at home (laughs) yeah yeah um hebrews 10 24 and 25 says and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near so the other the passage in acts is kind of it's just saying that the disciples were fervently you know meeting together and this is actually saying don't not like meet together this is saying the opposite it's it's not giving any exceptions right it's not giving any like don't don't not meet together except for this or except there's a you know if there's a uh, party or a you know a uh, uh, holiday you know that Mm -hmm. you you want to participate in um either way 
whether whether or whether that's the case or not, you still should go to church. It's not giving a way out. You don't yeah. get a way out here. You have to go to church as a Christian. You have to. You are required to. And right. God requires you to. Yes. yes. Required to by who? By God. Through his word, talks about it. Yeah. Um, if you're going to say, oh, I don't really feel like going to church, or oh, I you know, don't think it's that important, that's not good. That's yeah. not a... Well, yeah, you're not being obedient to... Right. The where, where, uh, where do your convictions go? You know, like, how, do you have any convictions over mm-hmm. that? Yeah. About not going to church. If you don't, that's a problem. And if you do, then why aren't you going to church? Right. And if you do, listen to your convictions. That's the yeah. Holy Spirit. And, yeah. Uh, you can't just ignore that. So, yeah, going to church is important, and not just going to church and being just to be there. Going to church to fellowship and worship right. God. We're not saying you have to go to church in order to. Um, you know, whatever, like in order to yeah be a Christian or that somehow makes you better or you just have to go in the building. No, this is about corporate worship, about staying um, in fellowship with other believers and with God, more, most importantly with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really see, there's no, there's no good argument not to go to church. Um, yeah. Unless, you know, I mean, obviously if there's something you can't help, then yeah, uh, Colossians three sixteen says, "Let the word of Christ dwell, ri- dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God." How do we do that? How do we let the word of Christ dwell in richly in us? By going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the main way. Uh, obviously, we should have daily um, time. Actually, I mean throughout the day where we're praying and reading our Bibles, um, but gathering together and singing hymns and praises and worshiping is uh, what this is talking about, so, yeah. All right, cool. What's going on in the world, Jackson? And what in the world is going on? Now it's time to talk about... (laughs) Just news, in general, news. Uh, So the Republicans lost everything. Democrats took the what, cent? Senate and the, the Republicans took the, the House, House, but barely. Wait, did they reverse? Did they switch around? Hmm? Did the Republicans have the Senate? No, no, no. Oh, the Democrats had both? I think it was 50-50 in the Senate. Okay. So now we actually did lose well, we got the House, seats. though, so... Yeah, but, you know, what does that mean? It's not, not that helpful. And, uh, you know, Trump is taking shots at DeSantis, which is stupid. <laughs> Because that's not helpful at all. Um, yeah, Trump, I don't know what he's doing right now, but he's, I guess just, going, he's, he's just going against everybody. He's going solo. I, it's it's interesting because it's like, he's yeah, it kind of seems like he got so attached to his uh, fame and, you know, people saying he was the best president or whatever. Um, okay, so this is fun. Ready? What happened, Alex? A woman celebrated... Her no. 101, oh. 101st birthday. 102th birthday. And uh, when she, someone asked her what, you know, what her secret is, and she said, oh, my secret? Hmm, I don't know, tequila. <laughs> well, that works. No. I mean, I guess tequila and raw eggs, maybe. There's a 107-year-old woman who said, I do what the Bible tell me. Tell An me. answer for that, like that people asked her how she, how she lived so long. You know, it's so funny. Why is it always women that live so long? Because those 80, 90, 100 year old men are protecting their wives. Oh. And they go down. Mm. They go down for them. Mm. Like a man's mm. supposed to. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So what do you think about being old, Jackson? Oh, you know, well, I'm not there yet, so. How do you feel about you know, being old and getting old and, what are, and, uh, what do you think, what do you think, what would be the secret to your longevity if, if you get, you know, to be, let's say, 52, 53. 52? Yeah. Because we know you're not going to make it past 52. That's so young. That's the joke. <laughs> Oh. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you just had a, a massive uh, brain block. You yeah. can't think of the word either. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> what you kind don't know of question what your is that? Is to no, life? I, I have no secret. Think about it. I you know live. what mine would be. What you want to know mine? Wawa. I eat a Wawa like every day, so I would say that's probably what oh, would dude, keep me alive. That's not good. What 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 do you do that you think you tell people keeps you alive? I try to eat well and just mm. go when the Lord takes you. Boom. <laughs> do you think we should strive to be old? Uh, I think we should. We have strive a natural. To. We have a natural uh, instinct to like try to live as long as possible. Yeah. So I think God probably put that in this for a reason. Um, but no, actually, I remember uh, when I was little, some. We were like in some class, and uh, the teacher was like, "If you could make like whatever you wanted or something, what would it be?" And one of the kids was like, "A machine that can make me live forever." And I was like, "I don't want to live forever. Mm-hmm, no. Like, why would you? Why? I don't want to live time a hundred. Yeah. If I live time a hundred, I'm gonna be so fragile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, that's ugh, that's scary. Yeah. I'll still be doing this podcast when I'm a hundred. This is from Not the Bee. This dude woke up from a coma with a brand with brand new art skills, pursues a job as a carpenter and model maker. Imagine that, bro. Mo Hunter was struck down by a rare form of bacterial meningitis and tuberculosis in his brain that kept left him fighting for his life in 2004. He spent Whoa. more than a month in a coma, and doctors performed life-saving surgery, uh, installing a shut to drain fluid from his brain. Before his diagnosis, Mo had no interest in crafts or any notable artistic ability. He woke from brain surgery and recovered much more quickly than expected. Not only that, he soon left his friends and family scratching their heads at his at his display of creativity. The 38-year-old suddenly had an inexplicable talent for drawing, painting, and model building, despite being rubbish at art in school. Wait, why is this a article that happened in 2004? I don't know, I guess. That is crazy, though. Imagine if we got to the point where we were just able to, um, you know, alter our brains through surgery to make ourselves more Do you think creative. that's what happened? Maybe. I don't know. Like, accidentally? Or... Or was it just, like, him? Like, I wonder if it was something they did or just waking up from the coma. Like, yeah, I wonder if the coma did it or they, the doctors did it. Because if the doctors did it, that's weird. That'd be very weird. So that means everyone could be... They did it on purpose. I wonder if you could do that with, like, being athletic. You know? Dude, no. Like, people no, who that, aren't that, I mean, that has to do with your body, I think. Maybe, maybe you're... So does, uh, so does art. I mean... No, no. Artist has to do with your brain. But I, you could probably make someone, like have better i mean if you can make them more artistic you could probably make them have better reflexes and stuff and mm-hmm. i'd assume um or better better um hand-eye coordination i don't know that's interesting that would be i would have that done <laughs> i would you just you know implant something in my brain that makes me more artistic that's that's what we need yeah no i'm good chip in i there. am i'm happy maybe something that like separates your work life from your huh. regular life because and then I wouldn't have to go to work. I know, imagine. Dude, we could name the company, like, something that has to do with light. Yeah, we could We could totally do that ideas, and make a ton like, of money. Like, from the brain, like light bulbs, you mm. know, because you're changing the brain. Mm. I'm thinking we just call it brain mushy separator. Mm-hmm. BMS. Okay. I don't know, that probably stands for something. <laughs> That's bad, I don't know. Uh, brain... Well, mushy separator brain mush separator i like it you know what (sighs) hamburger meat kind of looks like brains doesn't it a little bit i would no i wouldn't say a lot huh i feel like i could no 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 form Uh, it into a brain and it would be like a brain looks like your intestine all piled together no yeah it does it's like gray isn't it your brain I think your intestines kind of grayish, pinkish too. Who knows what? What color it is, man? That must be a terrible life to be an intestine. Yeah, or to be a brain too. Imagine being a brain. Okay, <laughs> I think it's time we moved on to the, <laughs> the next thing. Jackson, it's time for a heart-to-art conversation. Oh. Sorry, that was funny. It 
pun there. You laughed while I was still saying it. Um, heart to art is what I said, which is our, you know, our, where we talk about art and then the arts and all things involving the arts. So, uh, what do we have this week that we're talking about? Um, today we're going to be going over the movie 1917, and we're going to be giving our. When review. was that made? 2019. Oh, wow. So kind of, you know, it's got the 19. Was it 2019? Are you sure? I thought it was 2017. What? No. Really? 2019 or 18. I'm pretty sure it was 19. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's been out. It hasn't been out that long. Three years. So it's actually, it's partially inspired by stories told to the director, by his, which is Sam Mendes, um, by his paternal grandfather, Alfred, about his service during World War One, The film takes place after the German retreat to Hindenburg Line during Operation Albrick and follows two British soldiers, Will Schofield and Tom Blake, in their mission to deliver an important message to call off a doomed offensive attack. So, the movie, the, the, the most special thing about this movie... The most special. Um... Is that the whole movie is one shot. Well, okay. It has the appearance of being one shot. Yes. It takes place over... Well, there is one cut. part. There is one part where they do cut. Mm, um, not really. Technically, no. But they do... They, the, the movie takes place over... I believe the movie is an hour and a half. And it takes place over that... Over that amount of time. Um so that's kind of the the thing. There are there are obviously cuts, but they make them you you can't you don't even notice them. It's not like it's cutting from face to face. Um, no. It oh follows it it's follows so cool, the whole guys. time. So it's very unique, very interesting. Now, um, not only that, but the story is so simple. It's just two guys trying to go, you know, get a message to another. They they don't overcomplicate the mm-hmm. uh, the storyline. It's yeah. not like a which some people like it overcomplicated. I I like you know, complicated storylines. I think they're fun to follow. But then for a movie like this, which is purely, you know, just, I mean, you, it's trying to be realistic. You know, it's not trying to be fantastical or anything. It's trying to be very grounded and realistic. That's why it's kind of, you know, it's shot in one f- shot mm-hmm. um, so that, it you know, it feels like, okay, this, it feels real because you're following them in real time. Yeah. Um, ah, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think actually one of the things I really liked about the movie is that they didn't get... Well, okay, you know what? They got a few, but the two main guys are kind of nobodies. I mean, they weren't... They're not super popular, and that makes it... I mean, they were really good actors. Yeah. Um, But it makes it feel all the more real because it's not like you're, you know... It's not like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. are on the screen because that just kind of takes you out of it. It's like... Oh, it's Iron Man, Captain America. Yeah, after you see so many movies with, you know, famous actors in it, it's kind of like, okay, well. um, But this was like, this felt so real because uh, the first time I'm seeing these guys, these actors, uh, they are playing these parts, and I feel like they are actually um, their parts, so. Now, we will say, it is rated R Mm -hmm. uh, for, I mean, they they have a, it's a lot of language. Nothing else in it. Nope. Mainly language, there's like, I mean... I guess you could say some violence. Like there's there's a little bit of violence in it. Yeah, but no, yeah. It's, it's really mainly just it's it's uh, it's a lot of language because uh, it's during war. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's excessive. Honestly, I don't feel like it's yeah. The language is really over the top, but there is enough in there to give it a rated R. You know, or an R rated rating. Um, we watched it on Vid Angel. Um, the first time we watched it. So yes. So uh, yes, I think I've seen it three or four times now. Probably three. And every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this is so good. Yeah, um, so good. But, so... Maybe, it, it. honestly, guys, this might be my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. But why is it? What, what was, like, your favorite things about the movie, Alex? Um, I mean, honestly, it's like, what, what's not to like about it? Like, there's just... Yeah. There's so many intense moments. There's so... Uh, there's such good acting. I love the simplicity of the, of the story... But the complexity of the characters, like they actually give them kind of complex um, motives and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and interesting feelings, interesting. Yeah, feelings come through a lot, I think. Uh, Um, Scared. Like, yeah, yeah. You see like their motivations and uh, why, why, you know, um, 
you know, yeah, it's, it, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but there mm-hmm. is there are things that uh, that are just very. It's very real. It's mm-hmm. a very real movie. I think that's why that, that's really why I like it so much is because it feels so real. Everything about it feels real. Mm-hmm. Um, the one from the one shot to the um, the things that they go through to the results of everything to you know like everything just feels the, the lines are so you know well written. Mm-hmm. Um, it just everything feels so well done. It, it doesn't feel like there's much room for flaws in this mm-hmm. movie like it there's yeah well, really and I can think of. the fact that they actually they built out everything like they, the they, set had, to, design. they had to build everything perfectly so that at you know that certain point in the movie they would be arriving at this certain place mm-hmm. and it's not like see that's the thing is uh alfred hitchcock made rope which was a one a one-shot film but it all takes place in the same room. Mm-hmm. This was going. They were outside. They had to when they would when they would take uh, breaks, you know, because they couldn't just record the whole movie. Um, they'd have to wait for like if like if the sun came out, they would have to wait for cloud cover again because you know for, for there are certain reasons and like just all the work they went to to make this movie um, and how perfect they got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just yeah. awesome. Um, really well done very artistic too yeah the the cinematography Cinematography, is so cool um and i i did hear i think that like the cinematographer for the movie was like one of the he's one of the best in the world in the business ever um so yeah he uh he did an amazing job the directing was good the writing was good um the production was amazing the you know the quality of everything was really really good Mm -hmm. um the acting is good every nothing's bad The, the soundtrack is good yeah. Uh yeah. the pacing is good even for a one-shot film like you'd think it's it's going to be, you know, kind of slow but it's they give you those little moments. If it feels like slow. you've been through so much more than an hour and a half. Yeah, it's but, only an hour and a half. But it's it not like, it doesn't feel like they cram like there's points where nothing's really, you know, like it's just kind of cool and calm. Yeah. It's like how did they have that time to do that and you still feel like a ton happens mm-hmm. and it's only like an hour and a half. It's Such crazy. It's so good. Um yeah, I I don't know how we're gonna go any further without getting into spoilers. So, do you want to go further, or do you think we should? Do you think? I mean, I guess I guess it's up to the listeners if they if they really want to. If if you guys don't want to hear us keep talking about it, um, I guess you can turn off the podcast. I'd recommend you keep listening though. Well, I think we're gonna um, get into spoilers. So yeah, if you want to watch the movie, uh, now is your chance to shut her off and skip to the end of the episode, or not the end, but until. Uh, skip to where we're done talking about this. Um, Wherever that may be. So, Alex, I was going to say, I think my favorite part of the movie. So, um, for you who still are listening. So, what happens is two men are traveling, right? And um, the one, his his brother is in the... Um, he's going to be sent out in the attack that they're going to stop. And so, he... Um, is, you know, he this, that's his passion. He's trying so hard to get to the end and save his brother. And uh, he... Good. Uh, he ends up... Well, what were you going to say? I was going to say the other guy doesn't really care. Oh, yeah. The, the other, other guy's guy is just kind of... He he was just chosen by his friend to yeah, go with him. He, he doesn't so, really want it to, to be there. He's... Yeah. Uh, he, but also, um, you learn from him in his backstory that he got a ribbon for, like, you know, bravery... And he ended up trading it for a bottle of wine. Like he he didn't he didn't want it. Um, and the other guy's like, why would you not want that? And he's like, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. You know, it's I. And he's like, why? He says, why'd you trade it? Or why'd you trade it for a bottle of wine? And he says, because I was thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> like, because he he, yeah, he he's genuinely very, just, he's very just like. Yeah, I don't care. And he also talks about how he doesn't really want to go home, because. You know, going home hurts because then he, he knows he has to come back mm-hmm. to the war. Um, so, and there's this really sweet moment at the end where he... Well, I, I mean, it doesn't okay, matter. Sorry, I, just, I just want to talk about it. There's a really sweet moment at the end where he opens up his, like, uh, whatever, his little box that he has in his jacket, and it's got pictures of his family in it, and he's looking at them. And you, if you look close, you can see there's a picture of his wife that he looks at, and he just stares at her for a few seconds, and he turns it around, and it says, come back soon or something like that. Come back the, to us, yeah. Or come back to us, yeah, um, on, boom, the, on the back. Boom, boom. And I was like, it's, it's so... 
it's so cool because like at the very end he's kind of you kind of see he's like man okay i'm ready to go you know go back home yeah um, yeah and just because of an hour and a half of his life but but anyways so what what ends up happening is the the dude whose brother is in the attack he ends up dying and uh-huh. so then it's just this one guy, and the who, guy who he didn't have any motivation, yeah, didn't want to be there in the first place, and, and um, now he's feeling all this pressure because he's by himself. But you kind of see his his personality shift after that. Mm-hmm. What do you you kind of see him go from being like, eh, "I don't really care." To after that guy dies, when the guy's dying, the guy says, "You know, make sure you do this. You know, you know the way." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yes." And then after that, there's a long car ride. He's just sitting with all these yeah. other sh- soldiers, um, and they're driving to the place that he needs to go. Um, but they get stuck, so he has to get off at one point. But they're all just talking, and it's just showing him, and he's just sitting there thinking. You can see it's like he's kind of become this determined. He's becoming determined to, to get this thing done. And so then from then on, then he actually does. You know, he goes. He yeah, to, well, he has to go through this town, and uh, and he finds this river. He floats down the river to the um, to a, a forest, and then gets in the goes through the forest and finds the guys that he's got to you know warn. Yeah, but like what I, what I was gonna say is I think my favorite. Well, okay, the one part where it's actually is the, where there actually is a cut. He gets knocked out, and like six hours go by or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so he's like he's running out of time. Um, but th- at that point it's nighttime, and he's going through the city, and there are flares being shot off. And just the music is epic. He's running, and there's, like, you know, flares all over the place, and, like, it's dark outside, and so it, it's just so... That's your, that's your favorite part? Well, no, no, I'll, that's okay. not my favorite part. But that was just... That scene was so awesome. My favorite part is, at the end, he he's going through the trench. He's going up this trench trying to get to the main place to uh, to the captain to call off the attack and um he finally things events transpire and he finally gets there and i think my favorite part was he goes up to the captain and says um you have orders you know there's orders to call off the attack and the captain says no he's like no we're not calling off the attack and I just thought it was so cool how they build the suspense all the way to the end, and then there's this one last bit of suspense where the captain's like, no, we're not doing that. Okay. And then you can kind of see on the guy, he's like, what? Like, I went through all of this, and you're not getting called. He, but he, 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 he keeps letter. persisting. Well, he gives and him then, the letter, and then he he forces the guy to read yeah, it. Yeah, but I just thought it was cool that I had that little, that, that little sliver of, like, it kind of... Builds, you know, and you you're like, wait, what are they not? You know, is he not gonna make yeah. it? And I just thought that was kind of cool. I think my favorite scene has to be when he's running through the town. Honestly. Oh really? The, yeah. I like yeah. when he's running through the town and the and the flares are going off, and then also like right after that when he's uh he walks up to the burning building. He walks up to a burning building. He's like standing in a street, just an open street, um, or courtyard kind of looks like, and there's a giant building that's just flame. It's on fire, just burning wildly and he sees a figure step out like from the shadows out into the open like in front of the fire and he's like looking at the guy and the guy's like looking at him and you can't really see you know the guy's face or anything and they're staring at each other for a second and then the guy goes boom and shoots at him and then starts running at him and he turns and runs away yeah and it's it's so epic he's just running through that town like there are so many germans around firing at him and he uh he escapes yeah that was it was really cool but i I think the climb, the climax of the movie is when he's going through the trench. He, uh, it's too crammed, yeah. and so they he gets up out of the trench and is running on across, the, across the field. Yeah, across the field, and they are sending guys out of the trench. They're sending a wave out of the trench. His, and, yeah, his, yeah, his the, guys. The British. And so he's running one way, and they're running. Uh, what is that diagonal or not that? Uh, like, the other yeah he he's running he's running in line with the trench and they're running out of the trench yeah so, so. they're like running into him as he's yeah. running Which and I stuff i heard no one was supposed to run into him for that scene oh okay no one was yeah, supposed to run into him, him yeah, he, falls guy, down. He, he actually falls down twice he gets hit twice by people okay and that yeah, wasn't just, supposed to happen that scene was just like the big the big climax and he he like you know yeah, just is running on the battlefield and like there's bombs blowing up around him and stuff and 
yeah that that scene was probably the the coolest but um yeah great movie um, yeah great i think story. it's a good uh <laughs> a good story about perseverance basically you know and making it to the end because he mm-hmm. goes through so much and like you know that the death of his friend really pushed him to the end you know he was like he wasn't really and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier those if that hadn't happened they might not have made it to the end mm-hmm. if his friend hadn't died they might not have had the uh you know the push or drive that they needed from either of them um to to make it to the end but because that his friend died he suddenly became super determined to get it done um yeah so i I really like that movie it's really cool it starts showing him his face you know he's leaning on a tree and then it ends with him leaning against a tree yeah so oh and he finds the the guy's brother too and the guy's brother uh survived or well yeah well they never sent out that wave so and we kind of ruined it all, but, you know, go watch it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you got any recommendations? Well, I recommend that you guys listen to our 25th episode. Um, this is it. You're listening to it now. And it's a big moment. I just really want to bring up how this is huge. We made it to 25. Yeah, barely. <laughs> barely. You, you it took have, us three weeks. You have something else you want to recommend? You um, do think about it uh yes i wanted to rex them in canada you go check out canada um and nsa also fun dip i got fun dip while i was in canada and it's so good nope it really is good you guys need to eat fun dip um i love fun dip Mm -mm. i also would like to recommend beaver tails um and they're okay no, I'm joking. They are the Can best explain thing what they are? in Canada I ever had. Those are doughy pastries, and they're just covered in an icing. Ah. You literally just said cake. Mm. Man. Um, so basically like funnel cake, except not. It's like a oval, a giant oval of fried dough. And they just slather it. And they don't slather, but they put some icing on top. You can get cookies and cream. You could get hazelnut chocolate. You know, you could get uh, cheesecake type flavor, which I didn't really like that one, but the other ones were amazing. You can get uh, just maple. You could get uh, cinnamon sugar. You can get a lot, a lot of other things. Uh, Wownie is one of the flavors that I got, and it was just covered in in brownies and. Wow. Uh, yeah, it really was. Okay. It was like the hazelnut and then just a ton of brownie chunks on top. Oh, so good. Uh, yeah, guys, I highly recommend Beaver Tails. There is one in Pennsylvania I found that's five hours away from us, which I am willing to drive to because they're so good. And that's how good these things are, guys. They are delicious. You need to try Beaver Tails. If you have one near you, look it up, check it out, see if it's near you. Go get some. They're amazing. They're delicious. They deserve all your support, and I want them to sponsor us. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I watched Planet of the Apes, 1968, while you were in Idaho. Ew. And I liked the movie. I thought it was, for 1968, I was expecting it to be way worse than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Low expectations make a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was... I think it was better than a lot of, or at least the 2001 Planet of the Apes, but, um, and I also recommend the, the, the second Planet of the Apes, uh, in, after the 1968 one was terrible, um, but I do recommend the newest Planet of the Apes trilogy, they're yes, really good. those are good as well. Very, very good. Especially the last one. Um, anything else? Uh, I, I, I rec- recommend it a lot, so... I recommend you look into Thomas Boston. He was a really cool guy. Oh, uh, maple syrup from Canada is amazing. Uh, you Canadians don't realize how good your maple syrup is because maple syrup here is, like, watery. At least the, the kind that we get is, like, very liquidy and runny. And their maple syrup... I'm assuming it's real maple syrup. <laughs> they, they just they, get... The maple syrup I got from, from Canada was, like tasted so maple like they just get antibiotics it was so maple but it was so like it was it's thick too and it's ah oh, it's the perfect it's the perfect syrup i wonder if they put sugar in it 
They probably do. I don't care. It's so good. I would get that on a on a Beaverdale. <laughs> I mean, like, is it better than Aunt Jemima's? If it's got high fructose corn syrup in it, what's the point if it's not real maple syrup? You know? So, yeah, you guys need to try that. It's delicious. Um, and I know we have some Canadian listeners, or at least one. Uh, and so, hey, you Canadian listener, you need get some beaver tails <laughs> beaver tails yes beaver tails and and maple syrup i'm sure you've tried your maple syrup but beaver tails yes and anything else i'm trying to think uh i don't think we got anything else i think we're good i think no. that's it um I, you know if you guys want to you know uh get some squatch away with a discount uh you can we have a code because they're our sponsor yeah, srb 2022, 2022. capitals um, Get yeah, 10% that's... off. Keep the squatch away. Yeah. Uh, keep the squatch away. We hate squatch and we want him away. So. Squatch. So. Uh, yes. And go to our website. And uh, Alex. Until next time. Fear God and keep his commandments. Jeff Durbin. And we want to have Jeff Durbin on as well. Jackson's a dog. <laughs> <laughs>